Hi, welcome to the Delilah Show. Hi, uh, Delilah. Uh, uh, this is Randy Kozlowski from Sloan. Uh, I got a, I got a little heartbreaking story for you. If your listeners wanna wanna listen in, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, Randy. Tell me your story. Well, I got uh, got a little disappointing breakup story last Tuesday. Oh. Okay, my uh, so the, my candidate for mayor of Buffalo uh, lost the primary election. I'm a little upset about it. I'm crying in my beer right now. I've, I'm sorry to hear that, Randy. Are you from Buffalo? I thought you said you were from Sloan. Well, I am from Sloan, the Chicktawaga side, and I was wondering why uh, Mayor Byron Brown wasn't on my ballot. But, uh, you know, I really, I got to be honest with you, I just, I just really don't like that India Walton candidate. Oh, well, why don't you like her? Uh, d- uh, And welcome back to the square. This is, oh, I got a little swagger in my step. Wow. I got out. the Ric Flair. Woo! You, you look like Trey doing the little shimmy. Woo! Oh, baby, it feels good. Feels this, good to be here. The with- sun's out. The guns are out. And Ree's feeling good. Oh, baby. Oh, oh, it's so good. It's all good and gravy. And we are here chopping it up. We got Jim. That's me. We got Ryan. Snake. And we got today's guest, tenants rights lawyer, India Walton campaign volunteer, awesome dude, certainly friend of the pod, Adam Bojack. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Very had to be, uh, so happy to be here. This rules, dude. This rules. Listener, if uh, you were unaware, we, uh, we, we called some some races and uh well we didn't call them we did we did endorse all the candidates who won right which is basically calling them. basically calling them. right i mean you don't say like oh well we're gonna like if you're any good you don't endorse somebody you know is gonna lose <laughs> we are excited for the future of buffalo and erie county and yada yada but also ourselves okay because as the premier tastemakers intellectuals all right we did it, boys. Snakes. This, yeah, we are the Rad Pack. You were in the know, listener. You've been, if you've been with us since the beginning, you were, you knew about India Walton, and you knew she was an incredible candidate, and you knew she had a fighting chance as time went on against Byron Brown. Extremely rad. Extremely rad. We talked about this a little bit at the end of last week's crazy episode, but now we live in the future, and India friggin' did it. My God, that woman. Oh, and. I will, I will point out, when I was last with you, gentlemen, I po- I said, she's going to get the Square Podcast bounce. Yes. yes, And that, that pulled through. Yes. Uh, you probably put her over the top. So thank you for the work that you do here. Yes. Well, it wasn't just the bounce that we gave her from the interview in January. It was that endorsement bounce. 
because you know I was fortunate enough to get about five to ten minutes alone with um, India on primary night. And one of the first things she said to me was, Jim, I saw you guys endorse me. And I wanted to tweet it out to everybody. Mm-hmm. That's right. And they were like, and it was just like, my handlers were like, no, 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 no. We're like, we'll have a couple of accounts tweeted out. Like, everybody can't tweet it out. We can't have all the accounts tweeted out. You, you know, a few months ago, I said we were going to change this world by podcasting and posting. And guess what? Here we are. Yep. Well, we'll take our flowers, but let's give... The mayor elect is, is that the right terminology at this point? I think it is. Let's let's give the mayor elect her flowers. Yeah. What an absolute I mean, I would say an absolute stunner, but Adam, you're on the campaign staff. Was this a stunner for you? We got the feeling as time went on that this was a real possibility. If you had asked us all four months ago, of course we said, Yeah, we're in this to win this. And we put every single thing we had into it. But of course, there's always that nagging thing in the back of your head, like, what if it doesn't work out? What if, what if it doesn't work out? What if we fall short? And then as time went on, we're thinking, wait, we're, we're making these incredible contacts with voters. And, and every time we talk to somebody, we're, we're getting these great feedback. And, and then WFP, the Working Families Party, did that poll. And they said, okay, during, uh, according to our poll, Byron Brown is up 49-31, but that's when people didn't know about India. When they knew about her, she had the lead over him. So it was just a matter of getting to enough people at that point because we knew that she had the message that was the winning formula and we just needed to reach those voters. And then we had a couple amazing weeks toward the end there. Uh, She got endorsements from all these big names. She was in a whole bunch of magazines. All these uh, interviews were coming out with her. She's on podcasts. She she had this huge storm of of coverage about a month ago it started. And so that, that, that poll had just come out. And so we're thinking, okay, well, if that's how well we were doing before people knew about her, before she was a big deal, we're going to do this. We are absolutely going to do this. And then what cinched it was just being at the polling stations on, on election day itself and, and, and talking to people that were going in and coming out. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I, I will say that uh, on our podcast the week before the election, um, I, was, I was thinking of, and I was tempted to say, that I, that I felt like the Indian Walton campaign was one week behind where they, they needed to be. That, that had they had one more week, they would have peaked and they would have won. And I, I thought it would be very close, but maybe not the, the result that we wanted. I still believe that, like, given the India campaign one more week, I think that the election would have been 60-40. I was going to say, yeah, we, we won by seven points. Seven points! Yeah, give us another week, we would have run out the score like Belichick. What's what's crazy is that people talk about the paltry turnout for this primary, which is true. It was a very low turnout primary. And yet I can't help but think, what do you think would happen if more people showed up? <laughs> like, I, I keep thinking about the Working Families Party, that poll they put out, like you mentioned, where, hey, the more people who are familiar with India, the more they want to vote for her. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I think higher turnout means absolutely 60 40 like a fucking even more of a drubbing because byron brown i we've been following this since the jump okay that byron brown has not been prepared at all for what was coming for him not even 
a little bit, whether it was the fundraising, whether it was the lack of any kind of campaigning. The man was caught completely unawares. Jim, what the hell was he thinking? Well, well, here's the thing is I wouldn't say that he was he wasn't prepared. He actually had all the preparations in place. He just did dick <laughs> with anything. <laughs> right? I mean it's he 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 basically stood around with his dick in one hand and a sign saying vote for Byron in the other and thought, well, I'll win the election. I mean, it was insane that like, you know, whoever there's been I've seen in the in the investigative post and on Twitter a couple of different competing theories as to who was running his campaign, because nobody, of course, nobody wants to admit to running the campaign right now. All right. Well, whoever was running it. Shit the bed, obviously, Um because like this this rose garden campaign or whatever bullshit you want to call it of I'm just going I'm not going to deign to even pretend like I have a candidate uh, an opponent like you have to campaign for the job that you want you always have to treat every opponent as a serious threat like you can't like if his only opponent was Scott Wilson this year he should have treated it like a credible threat. I know Scott Wilson is like 24 going on 17 because he's the youngest. We're going to have a little sidebar on Scott Wilson, by the way. Right. He was he was at uh, he was at poise after the primary. And that young man, he's 20, what, 24 years old, Jim. He, he, he has like the thousand yard stare of like a 75 year old man. He's seen he's seen all that life has to offer. And wow. he's. Uh, he just can't take it anymore. I, I seriously, I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, you know what, what's uh, what's for the future here?" And he's like, "No, oh, I've been in seventy political campaigns, and uh, I'm just out of the game." I'm like, well, "Okay," <laughs> like you just had a very sad puppy dog look to him. You know what? He, you know who he needs to talk to? Joe Jarzembek. Joe Jarzembek is Jarzembek. always in the game. He's a, he's, he never stops being in the game. Yeah, he's he's well, he does uh, every uh, pri- uh, general election, every primary election. He's in the game, but every general election, he's not in the game. Well, he'll Who, get back there somehow. Who's Joe for our listeners? Oh, Joe Jarzembek is uh, a, a candidate. He lives in the city. He's an attorney for the Department of Social Services, and he runs for judge, any judge, every single year. Family court, sure. City court, yeah. County court of whatever. If judge, if if it's a if it's a potential chance for him to wear the robes, he runs. And you know what I like about it is that like, if if it weren't for Joe Jarzembek, usually the judge races would be like vote for three and there'd be three candidates. But there's always a fourth because there's always Joe. And and Joe, as I would like to say. He always looks like his hat was just blown off in the wind. <laughs> well, as much as uh, I'd love to have this be the Joe Jarzembeck podcast. No, we'll focus back on That's my <laughs> other podcast. That's Jim's. You guys can listen to uh, Jim and Joe talk about Fillmore. Yes, that's Jim's vertical. What, what, what I would say about Joe Jarzembeck. And so, number one, <laughs> everything that I say today is, of course, my own opinions, right? I, I'm here in my... Retweets do not equal endorsements. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I do not represent the campaign in any way tonight. Uh, but what I will say about Joe Jarzembeck is that man gets on the ballot. He beats the pavement, he gets his <laughs> signatures, and he gets himself on the ballot. I have to give him props for that. Right, yeah. Qualifying to run for like citywide office is not easy. And he gets on the ballot every single time. Like, it's it's not even like people are like, oh, well, it, it's just Joe. We're not going to challenge his petitions. They always challenge his petitions, and they're always good. Yeah. He always makes it. 
Oh, he's good. No, we, we, we love him. But guys, talk to me, Adam, on the campaign, like the, the postmortem, because I'm sure the campaign did, you know, looked at the how the district shook out and how the voting, you know, how it played out. Where did India Walton really crush it? And that is a pretty simple answer. Delaware and Niagara. Uh, we felt good about those districts going into it just because of the makeup. And, you know, that's those are the kind of progressive, known progressive areas of the city. And, and I hate to say it, those are kind of gentrified as well. So, um, you know, we, we knew that we would do well there. But even then, in the districts that we didn't win overall, we still had a very strong showing, especially in Maston, which is yeah. Byron Brown's home turf. That's where he he built grassroots, the, the group. And he he won most of the districts by raw data, but it wasn't big gaps. He didn't win them by big margins. So when we were watching, you know, we had our, our volunteers, they would go to the, the, the pollsters at the end of the day and they would send us the numbers. And so we were seeing in certain districts, you know, in Niagara district, in, in Delaware and others, we would see that we were up by 250 votes in this district. We beat him by 170 in this district. And then, we're the ones where we didn't win. We were only down by 30 or 40. And so if he's winning by 30 and 40 in a bunch of districts and we're winning by hundreds and others, we knew that we had it, you know, we, we were really, really going to be competitive. And that was really exciting. Just watching those numbers roll in that night. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something that, um, and we'll touch on this a little bit, uh, when we get to the sheriff's a uh, bit later, um, it's, it's being close in spots where, you have to be close. You know, you can't get blown out. And and in past mayoral elections, against Mark Schroeder, against Bernie Tolbert, against uh, Mickey Kearns, against Kevin Helfer, Maston was a blowout for Brown. Yeah, like back at the beginning, we yeah. sat down with a University list of districts. University was a blowout for, for Brown yeah. back then. Right. You know, uh, Fillmore was a blowout for Ellicott was a blowout for Brown back then. Yeah. And what happened this time is that you just didn't see those blowouts. Yeah. Yeah. So back at the beginning, we sat down and we, we made a list of all the districts. We looked at the past, you know, however many elections and we just came up with a plan and just started identifying trends in the data. And the data said he's weakening pretty much everywhere. And so we figured out where to, where to go after people. And that was, that's exactly what we did. You know, and and I feel really good about how it turned out because it it really did turn out the way that we we were going for. We wanted to, like you said, keep it close in places where we might not think we're going to blow them out or anything. So that in the places where we knew we had a strong base, we could run up the score. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's fascinating for a couple reasons. But one, like the the districts that really flex their muscles for India, I feel like are not districts that we historically put like prescribe as powerhouses in the city. You know what we're, we're talking about like the Allentown neighborhoods and we're talking about Niagara district. And it's like, yes, there are certainly like strong political blocks there. And yet it, it doesn't feel like they've necessarily flexed their muscle in this kind of way. Like Byron Brown, I don't think reckoned, with the power of those neighborhoods to drive the kind of turnout that would be absolutely crushing to him. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying there because, like, a district like Delaware District, 
is always one of the leaders in turnouts for every single election that is a city-based election. Delaware District just, it, it people there vote. It's always supported Brown, though. So he never had to question whether or not, like, what would happen if I lost Delaware District? He's never had to run a tight primary, really. You know, he's he's run primaries in the past, but for the most part, they haven't been close. And, you know, even when he ran against Helfer when, in a general election and Delaware District turned out, it wasn't close. Well, then they haven't been close because... Nobody other than Byron Brown has been going after their vote in a significant way. If it's Helfer, if it's Kearns, if it's Schroeder, Tolbert, let, nobody was approaching those districts from the angle of attack that India Walton was, which, again, the progressive, socialist, left-leaning, whatever adjectives you'd like to describe, nobody's been really attacking from that angle in the I, city. I would, I would, I disagree. I would argue that Bernie Tolbert did. Bernie Tolbert's a Delaware district resident. He, he's lived there for a long time. He, he, he grew up around there. He's, he raised his family there. I would argue that he, did, he, he definitely did not go after Niagara District, but I would disagree that he didn't go after Delaware District. Sure. My, I guess my point is, no, we haven't had a candidate who, again, like was a left-leaning or... You know, whatever you want to prescribe it to, honestly, at this point, it's it's just become kind of jumbled jargon. But I, I think it's safe to say that India Walton is by far the most left-leaning candidate that we've had running for mayor. And I don't know, you could say ever, <laughs> really. Like, you could really say ever, as far as I know. And it worked. <laughs> like, it's so easy for a lot of politicians to dismiss. I've heard, I've heard a few politicians dismiss, like, the Democratic Socialists. Um, the DSA here in Buffalo as a bunch of cranks who all right, they make a lot of noise, but they don't show up for elections. Well, guess what? They they showed up and campaigned in this election, and they won. Well, I I would say that like as far as like how left leaning uh, India is, this country's moved pretty far right over the last forty five years. She's probably not any more left leaning than your average Democrat was in the nineteen forties. No, not in just at the rally earlier today in Niagara Square. She's, you know, she, she addressed the nonsense that Byron Brown said in his speech yesterday. I'm sure we'll get to that. But, you know, somebody, one of the media members there asked her, he called you a radical socialist yesterday. What do you, what do you say to that? And she said, what I'm like, my, look at my policies. It's like, this is what FDR did. This is what MLK Jr. wanted. Like this, that's, if that's radical. Then I'm glad to be radical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so like, is she the most left-leaning candidate that the mayor that the city of Buffalo's had for mayor in the last 40 years where your mayors have been Jimmy Griffin, Tony Masiello and Byron Brown. And that's it going back to 1970 something 77 or whatever it was 79, whatever it was. Then when Griffin got elected, yes, she's the most left-leaning of, of them. Griffin was elected before I was born. So I, I don't know what it was like before then. Well, and again, we talked about how this is probably the most partisan mayoral campaign or most ideologically driven um, mayoral campaign that we've seen in our lifetimes. And it's interesting that like somebody actually puts out an agenda because 
I, I, I think back to the mayoral races that I experienced and not to give short shrift to the candidates or whatever, but I don't remember any mayoral campaign that I've seen in my lifetime where, you know, they have a realized platform. India Walton has a realized platform with clear goals of what she wants to accomplish. Whether or not she can accomplish all of them, I don't know. I hope so. I'm rooting for her and I will be supporting her, but I don't know if she can. But my gosh, she's got an idea. And she's got she's got a few ideas. I I don't know if I can say the same for really any of the other mayoral candidates yeah, I've seen so, in the city. So for Byron Brown, he had a presser the other day. Um, do you know what he stands for? Do you know what his platform is? I love developers. <laughs> you know that's not true. No. I don't love developers. I love developers' money. <laughs> it's it was oh. a lot of dog whistling. A little bit. It was went after the Investigative Post. Went after India Walton as a communist socialist whatever what have you yeah mm-hmm. very, very unhinged the only thing missing from his thing about the i post was just calling it fake news like mm-hmm. right he, he didn't call the uh, i post fake news which he was close to and he, he like he didn't get up there and wave a piece of paper that says i have a list of communists who worked for the india walton campaign <laughs> oh that'd be fun i want i hope i'm on that list yeah <laughs> right uh, that's my press conference tomorrow is oh. is me uh <laughs> Oh, who's covering the presser? It's it's I, I it's actually just pink paper, oh. and it's going to be me and Jeff Kelly. <laughs> nice at Founding oh, Fathers. Thank you for bringing him up. I just wanted to shout out Jeff Kelly. He has been so amazing throughout this entire process. And I'm not trying to say that he's helped us or anything because he's just done his job. He's done his job well. He was there from the beginning, covering us with an objective eye uh, when nobody else even gave us a chance. So. You know, Jeff is awesome, and I hope he's listening to the podcast. I'm sure he's a friend of the podcast. He's a friend of the he's podcast. A, he's, he's a been on. former guest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, well, future guest at some point again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we love Jeff. Jeff is the man. Uh, Jeff actually got to write for The Nation, uh, which is a huge publication mm-hmm. um, about the about the Buffalo mayoral race and India Walton and, and basically the failure of Byron Brown's tenure as mayor and the long tradition of doing really nothing but mm-hmm. helping out the developer class in the city. Right. And it's, it's failed, you know, like in, in that it's just like in that article, Jeff was basically just like, all right, let's see what India Walton can do. Cause she's got the city now because she offered something. She offered something. My God. Yeah. I, all I can think about Byron Brown is you get nothing and you will be happy with it. Right. No, I, I, I like, so I want to go back to your point about um, nobody else ever having a platform. And that's 100% true. Kevin Halfer's platform against Byron Brown was I'm the white guy. Mickey Kearns had the exact same platform. Bernie Tolbert's platform was basically I'm not Byron. Mark Shorter's platform was question mark, question mark, question mark. India shows up and says, I got a platform. Here are are actual substantive policy ideas that I think we can enact in the city and make a change in people's lives. And then quickly about Jeff Kelly, we were at Poise on Tuesday for the India Walton vote uh, vote watching and celebration, as it turned out to be. And when we got there, the TV news stations were just showing up and were scrambling to try to set up microphones and get cameras in there because they realized after we did that that it, it was over. Um and I know that they realized after they, we did because they have vehicles and can just get in them and drive. And we had to order a lift. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, we were in no shape to drive. Let's put it that way. But, but we got there, and one person who was not scrambling to get quotes or to get anything done was Jeff Kelly, because that son of a bitch had been there since like 7 o'clock. Yes, yes. And I loved the piece he put out yesterday or the day before where he was talking about uh, you know how she surprised everybody. It might it might actually have been the nation piece, but he was saying about how on the day before the election last Monday they were out there in front of the Delaware North building, saying you know he took money from these developers. He, he took money from Paladino. He should be you know he he took ten thousand dollar donations that should obviously violate campaign finance law. He hasn't given any of it back, and this is ridiculous. And Jeff said, yeah, she, you know, she gave this quote to the two reporters that showed up. You kind of a little flex, like, yeah, I was one of the two there. Right. Where the hell were the rest of you guys? Right. She was she was a candidate on a major party line in your city. It's not like, you know, she was a candidate on like just like an independent nominating petition. Where like Anybody can run petitions and create their own party line. Uh, 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 we're all running, by the way. Sorry, Adam, I didn't. You didn't know this, but we're all running for county legislature next year on the snake party line. Oh, that's a great idea. Snake party. I actually was going to write myself in for the mayor of Buffalo. Right. Well, yeah, you live in Kenmore, but go ahead. Yeah, snake for mayor. Snake for mayor. Snake for mayor. I have. I have some influence. I think I can make it happen. It's, I'm actually just going to hang out at the polling places. Yeah, and when like. It's like 10 to 9. I'm going to ask them, who hasn't shown up to vote? I'll vote for them. Okay, great. And, well, and how- just write in snake on all of them. Because <laughs> I want to have a lot of write-ins to get, the, to get the mayor's hopes up. So you all are very you know about politics and stuff. I don't. I'm the dumb one. How long do I need in order to find an apartment in Buffalo to run for mayor? Yeah, fuck it. Just do it now. Just okay. do it now. All right. Just do it now. Right. Okay. Seriously, if you're telling the voters to write your name in... You're not committing any, uh, you know, I guess it's not legal advice. Also, not (laughs) legal advice. The Bar Association, if you're listening to this, do not take that as legal (laughs) advice. It's not real. All right, guys. You know, I think I feel I'm feeling a little inspired right now. (laughs) So uh, so so we so we're talking about like India, this earth shattering historic win somehow has made Buffalo like the center of American politics right now. It's wild. And. Probably the center of American politics until November. Yeah. Yeah. Because the New York City race is over. And now you've got the Democratic Socialist left fighting and like, you know, like, I can't wait to see. I mean, I can, but I I know it's going to happen. Like money from like the Cook Brothers and that stuff will start rolling in for Byron Brown. Oh, yeah. Let's see what we're worth. Well, let's do it. And and not for nothing. I mean, look, I'm not going to take away anything from India herself. Obviously, huge fan, of course. But I've said it before, and I still think this is the case. Part of a proxy war against Andrew Cuomo. And this is a hit. This is a huge hit from from working families, from the left progressive side of New York politics against a, a strong, like a long, long time ally of Andrew Cuomo. This is, I, I wouldn't Who, say. Andrew Cuomo was incredibly quick to throw underneath the bus. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. yes. I mean, many people don't even remember that he was, uh, Byron Brown, was the chair of the state Democratic yeah. Committee as, soon, as, as recently as two years ago, was it? Right, yeah, 2019, right before Jay Jacobs took over. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, but I mean, the web page had barely stopped refreshing at the Erie County Board of Elections, and Cuomo was already doing a two-handed shove under the closest uh, NFTA bus. Yeah, no, and, and that's because he wasn't useful for him anymore. Byron Brown stopped being useful to Andrew Cuomo. He's cut. And you didn't see, like, last-minute... Um, I don't think Andrew Cuomo did any real campaigning on behalf of Byron. No, not like Schumer did. Not like Schumer did. Well, can we say that anybody campaigned as far as Brown is concerned? He sure didn't. Well, I mean, the last four days they campaigned. Yeah, he, he tweeted more than I've ever seen him in the span of like three months. He, he tweeted right. in two days. He, 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 he He's is, campaigning now. The, the, he's campaigning now. But <laughs> the last four days before the primary, when... They realized that shit was going sideways. All of a sudden, he was in campaign mode, which is so late. So sorry. Yeah, I think that was exactly the same. Like I was saying earlier, the exact same time when we realized that it was a real possibility that we were about to win it was when he realized it was a real possibility that he could lose. And he decided to do something about it way too late. Mm -hmm. Well, we live in the future here now. And in fact, it was way too late. And yet... Uh, soon to be former Mayor Byron Brown is now in some kind of full campaign mode, going out and making unhinged speeches and talking about now, you know, I don't like the sound of mayor elect because I'm the only mayor of Buffalo mm. and, and, and frankly, just being completely nonsensical. And it's like, I don't think he has the heart for it, guys. I don't. I don't, he's not, look, you can't be a guy like Byron Brown. Now, maybe, maybe losing like this has made him go full Joker mode. I don't know. (laughs) It's entirely possible, but I don't think he has it in him to go full MAGA. I think he does. I, 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 I I think to him, the, the MAGA, the, the main thing about MAGA is, is that the power is of supreme importance. How you get there doesn't matter. When you say MAGA, do you mean um, I'm going to admit Carlo Paladino is a supporter and I want his support publicly? Yeah, well, or, or is it just like that archetype? That archetype. Okay. I mean, like, he's already said, oh, I'm not going to accept Paladino's money. Anymore? Spoiler. A- anymore? Spoiler. <laughs> I, I've already accepted a bunch of his money. Yeah, right. right. Uh, and I have been accepting his money for years. But I'm not going to accept any of his money now that you're paying attention. Shout but, out Rob Galbraith. Yeah. But yes. yeah. Just because he won't take any more Paladino money, and spoiler alert, he will, doesn't mean he won't take other Republican money that will be thrown at him to prevent a socialist mayor. Oh, I'm sure he'll take Douglas Jamal's money. Uh, I don't even know that Doug Jamal's... I I am serious. I think the Cook brothers are going to get involved in in the city of Buffalo. Because they got involved in the Town of Clarence school board race. West New York is already on their radar... They're not, they're, I mean, they're used to spending money. If they have to spend money in the city of Buffalo, they will. It's, it's not just school board races in the town of Clarence where everybody was voting for them anyways. Yeah. I mean, at this point, to me, like, yes, I think you're right, Jim. I think we will see outside money from the big right-wing organizations. I do think we'll see some support. Could be a lot. You know, the the Koch, the Koch brothers have so much goddamn money that I remember they were like... Well, it's just the one now, right? 
Well, sure. <laughs> Coke brother. Um, they were pumping money into the, like... The other one's just a marionette now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pumping money into like the Williamsville school board race. Yeah. You know, like they have so much fucking money that it's just a Leviathan, really. But but I think that, look, when I say that Byron Brown doesn't have, an, have it in him to go full MAGA, I don't mean he won't try. I don't mean that he won't, you know... F- bluster and try to do his best imitation of it what i'm saying is i don't think that he has the wherewithal or the skills to pull it off and what i think more likely is going to happen is at some point they're going to cut bait on byron brown he's damaged goods he's a loser he he lost he really shit the bet on this one if you are the republicans the cokes whatever the carl paladinos at some point the plan of attack becomes we get four years to attack a well, administration. So it, my thing is that I th- I think like what'll happen is they'll start doing polling in August. What they'll see is if 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 Carl Simith and the Erie County Republican Committee has any contact with the money donors who are doing this, the the poll will be what does Byron's chances look like. And how is it fucking our chances to win the sheriff's countywide and the controller race countywide? Because having a write-in writing vote for the city of Buffalo is just cranking up turnout in the city of Buffalo for the November election. Now, cranking up turnout for the city of city of Buffalo for the November election means more Democrats coming out to vote, which means that it's more likely that the Democratic candidate for sheriff, Kimbidi, wins, and increases the chance that Hardwick wins, although Hardwick's not going to get the same bump that Kim Beattie will because Kim Beattie's going to get all the Democrats in the city of Buffalo. Hardwick is not going to get those South Buffalo Democrats who like Lynn Dixon because Lynn used to represent part of South Buffalo when she was a county legislator. I mean, I still think the more turnout of Democrats will be a net benefit for Kevin Hardwick. It's just not going to be as much of a benefit as it will be for Kim Beattie. For sure. And let's zoom out a little bit, a little bit more macro in the region. You, you mentioned Sheriff Jim, but I want to start first with Jeremy Zellner. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Loser in chief, Jeremy Zellner, who just held all the L's and now has to beg, beg and plead and get it as many pictures with India Walton as possible because that man is on the island and he's only got one friend who doesn't really care for him and that's the future mayor because Jeremy Zellner endorsed Brian Gould in the Democratic Sheriff's primary and well he got spanked absolutely destroyed and while he didn't have much uh influence in this mayor's race i mean that just speaks to how weak he is as a chairman like to me yes i know byron brown has his own organization i know byron brown is very insulated and and grassroots and and his political um you know his political group is very much separate from the rest of the county dems and yet to me that's just a sign of how ineffectual Jeremy Zellner really is. Look, as long as Mark Polenkars is county executive, Zellner's going to have somebody who supports him because Polenkars is a Zellner guy. Zellner's a Polenkars guy, right? They, they, they've got the symbiotic relationship where they, they feed off each other and they support each other. So as long as Polenkars still matters, Zellner's going to matter at least a little bit. And... Did Zellner have an historically bad 
2021 primary. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. I mean, I don't want to be the person to say that he had a bad primary, but I did tell him to eat shit on primary night. <laughs> and that he did. Yes, Jeremy Zellner did not acquit himself well. Um, debatable if he, even if the man knows how to run a campaign. I, I All signs point to no. But again, now... Now he has to make very nice with India Walton. And now he has to be, please help us drive out turnout for the sheriff's race because Wait, we it, need this win. Yeah, he, I mean, he needs to make friends with India and he needs to make friends with Kim Beatty. And, you know, I mean, they're going to use him. They'd be foolish if they said, we won't use the resources that you can grant us. As as I learned, so, uh, Adam, you probably don't know this about me, but when I graduated from college and I, when I was young, my I was a registered Republican. Oh, say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I, I'm so sorry. I gotta go. There was a, a thing I yeah. had to do right now. Um, so my first couple of jobs I had working in politics were as a Republican, and uh, Tom Reynolds, former congressman, former former clerk of the village of Springville, former county legislator, former lot of state assembly minority leader where he got a lot of DWIs and got his car taken away from him. <laughs> um, but he knew all, uh, he knew a little bunch of things. And he told me that early money is access money and late money is for good government, right? Well, Jeremy Zellner is showing up with late money as far as Kim Beatty and as far as India Walton is, are concerned. And late money is just for good government. So Jeremy Zellner, he's the uh, ECDC chair. He is. Erie County Democratic uh, Committee chairman. Yes. Yep. He's yep. the committee chairman. He's also cha- uh, the head of the board of elections on the Democratic side, right? Yes. He's also the Which is not a conflict of interest at all. No, no, no. So a lot of people are saying he should choose one job or the other. Which, if he could keep one job, which should he keep? Oh, he definitely should keep the board of elections commissioner. It pays more. Okay. <laughs> Def- right. Definitely keep the commissioner of board of elections. It pays more. And, and also, people like us aren't telling you to eat shit. Mm-hmm. And it's an influential thing. I mean, I might tell him to eat shit anyways. Well, sure. But, I mean, then you just be some guy. You just, yeah. just be some guy telling you to eat shit. We, we, yeah. could, we can mock him, uh, you know, on Listen. podcasts, on the internet, and uh, on Twitter because he's the ECDC chairman. But if he's just some guy, I mean. No. Jim tells me to eat shit, so. It's That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been to the Board of Elections many times. They're wonderful, hardworking people there. Yes. I would never tell any of them to eat shit. They work hard. Personally. They work hard. I used to work at the Board of Elections. See, I would never tell you to eat well, shit. Well, I would. Yeah, you can eat shit. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah. I eat shit all the time. Uh, uh, what, it, it's, it, what's, what's interesting is, like, you ask what's a better position to have. It is definitely Commissioner of the Board of Elections. How do Democrats run their Commissioner of the Board of Elections versus Republicans? Well, the Republicans have, this, have had the same commissioner of board elections for like 25 years. So that person knows exactly what they're doing and has all this institutional knowledge and runs everything. They're also scary as hell and they're smarter than most people. Um, so, you know, they have that going for them, but they have this army of volunteers that do whatever they want. Democrats have had like six commissioners in the same amount of time and they just keep gunning through them and turning them over. And nobody ever learns a job. And what ends up happening is that the Democratic commissioner leans on the Republican commissioner as for any kind of ruling or what's going on there. As the Republican commissioner basically says, this is what we're doing. And the Democratic commissioner goes, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Last year when I had my, my run for assembly and I, I turned in my petitions, it was the Republican commissioner, Ralph Moore, who first got in contact with me after there were, you know, uh, challenges filed against my signatures. He, he, he called me. I was like, yeah, I looked at them. They're a hundred percent fine. You're fine, but we got to go through the process anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Straight shooter. Totally straight shooter. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's the uh, inside baseball listeners. You get a little peek behind the curtain and how the sausage gets made in election stuff. Um, but like, I, I just back to Zelma real quick, guys. I I don't know. Like, he'll, he's obviously you're right, Jim. He's he's clearly got a, a symbiotic relationship with Poland cars. He's not going anywhere, but he's certainly diminished. I think that's fair to say that you know this is a major L for him and in order to come out of this with any kind of face saving he's really got to go full full blast behind india walton and and of course kim Beatty win that sheriff's race and you know come out ahead in really like have a democrat win every fucking step of the way yeah and and as as jim was saying earlier what i can say is i think it makes perfect sense for everybody to be pulling in the same direction at this point, and and that's that's what I expect will happen is we we all need to win yeah. at this point, and and so uh, and we've seen it on on the the ECDC as well as Zellner's own social media that you know he's he's one hundred percent all in with India just like the rest of us, and and I think that's exactly how we're all going to get where we need to get. Yes, and and just as you as somebody who's worked or works on our campaign staff, I. And not that I have to really tell you this because you guys just went off and pulled like a historic victory, but I'll just say, don't let that guy anywhere near your uh, actual strategy. That's, that's all I'm saying. You, you don't have to respond to that, Adam. I'm just, you know, keep them away from where they make the decisions in the room. <laughs> Jim, we would be neglectful in our duties and, and we'd be letting down a listener, frankly, if we didn't talk about another big victory Come primary night. Yeah. Hoke. 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 We said my theory is that he listened to our podcast. Like that's a good idea. <laughs> they said any hoke, and I'm a hoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good guy. He's very personable. I don't want to say charismatic, although he's a little charismatic. Yeah, but he just absolutely decimated his opponent in the primary. It was like seventy thirty. Uh, we were watching the results come in, and it was never close. And you know, like so. I, I used to work at the board of elections and Ralph Moore. I used to work for Ralph. Ralph likes to, one of his things he likes to do is if he knows there's a district or two that the underdog might win, like, like the home district is he'll hold on to other districts first and have those district reports come in as published first, just to fuck with the, the, uh, the person who's supposed to win. That's amazing. Just, just to play around with them, their emotions a little bit. That is incredible. At no point was Randy Hoke not winning 70-30. Even if they could be like, well, like, where's Bob Walters live? Like, what's his home district? We'll put that in first. Just to, just to tweak Randy Hoke a little bit. Couldn't do it. Didn't matter. 
It was it was all over but the crying before it even started. So what I what I can say about that race, number one, I, I got to know Randy Hoke a little bit last year when I was running for the one forty ninth. Awesome dude. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't say enough nice things about him. Uh but the fact that I couldn't even tell you who he was running against in this says pretty much all you need to know. It was it was never close as far as I can tell because I didn't know he had a race. Oh yes. Well, we know he's who he's running against now. Oh man, and we are. <laughs> we we might have to get the 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 rad pack out to volunteer just oh, to yes. do do a, a lit drop. Yes. Oh, I can't wait till he just shoves it right into Stefan's sexy face. <laughs> is is Randy Hogue the the communist that Stefan's uh, scaring us about? Yes. And yes. Is he, is he? Randy, oh, yeah. Randy Randy Hogue yeah. is the uh, is the the. To fund the police socialist that oh, okay. Stefan well, is. And didn't you hear that Hamburg's the last line of defense? It is. Of, yeah. Against the socialists from the city. Yeah, so, right, right. It, we're La- coming for you. Lackawanna is, oh, Lackawanna is like Belgium when like the Germans <laughs> were coming towards France. We're like, <laughs> they like, put up literally no resistance during we're, the Blitzkrieg. We're going to annex the Sudetenland, which is, uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Blaisdell. Yeah, it's, it's, um, I, you know, it's going to be just so amazing to just see like Stefan eat shit. Like, you know, he was taking this, this supervisor race. I don't know. I wouldn't say like less seriously, but it just doesn't feel like it was a, an upward move in his political career. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's not taking, what he's not taking seriously is following the rules. Stefan has yet to create a campaign account for supervisor for Hamburg. He is still using his county controller campaign, taxpayers for Stefan, to run his campaign for supervisor for Hamburg, which is totally fucking illegal. This is also the guy who got into trouble when he was running for Congress. Right, 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 right. For commingling funds or something like that. Well, no, for giving staff members $1,000 bonuses. And then the next day, in gift cards, right? Yeah, they they gave his congressional campaign a thousand dollars. Good lord! <laughs> Just the smoothest brained individual in Western New York, but he is a beefcake. Oh, he's so okay. Hot. We just got to put that out there. My mouth is watering just yes. thinking about him. But I mean, he's a terrible politician, a piece of shit. So I hope to uh, smell you later, come November, and you know, Randy Hoke. You did it, buddy. Now just now just finish the job. Yes. Randy Hoke, come on the show. Randy Hoke, def- oh, definitely. We know oh, you're yeah, listening, Randy. Yeah. And yeah. we love you. Of course. We no, D- DM us on Twitter. Slide into yeah, there. Just slide, <laughs> slide in the DMs. Yeah. You well, could be you could be you know, you beat Stefan and you might have a there might be a new beefcake that the show needs. Right. Yeah, that's if you wanna if you're like, Well, when's the best time for me to come on as far mm-hmm. as my campaign is concerned? Always. We can have you on every week. Oh, Stefan, he's like, you know, he's like the traditionally hot girl in a movie, right? And then, like, Randy Hoke is the one where, like, the librarian-looking one, kind of mousy, but takes mm-hmm. off the glasses, and you're like, wow, yep. she's a babe. Goes down the hair, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's what Randy Hoke is that's to right. us. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, seriously, if if um, if everything goes to plan, I'm just going to change my residence to Hamburg yeah. uh, so I can vote for Hoke against Stefan. Oh yeah, uh, just you know, Andy won't need my vote. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure of that. So I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go vote for Randy. Oh, well, we talked about the Republicans a little bit. Let's flip it over to the other side of the aisle real quick, Jim. Um, we also had a primary in the Republican Party. 
for the sheriff. You mean we talked about the Democrats? Let's flip it to that. Uh, that that's, I mean, I meant let's talk it to the Republicans. Oh, Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, right, are you right. saying they're all Republicans? You're going to go on that beat? They're all oh, Republicans. Wow. Well, certainly Byron Brown's trying to be. No. Hey. Listen, we have the sheriff's race. We won't talk about it too much because they're frankly they're all piece of shit in that in that race. But on the Republican side, on the Republican yeah. side, not yeah. Kim. Kim Beatty's great, and we endorsed her for a I, reason. I wrote in Stephen Filano. Yes. <laughs> yes. As you should. What what's going on, Jim? We we called it. Uh, we said that you know Karen Healy case was not going to take it down. Right. We 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 were uh, ahead of the curve there, saying that the endorsed Republican candidate was going to eat shit there too, um, and that John Garcia was going to win, and he cruised. I mean, I thought he was going to win. I thought it would be close. I thought it would be like fifty four forty six, and it was like sixty forty. He just just cruise through no problem and you, i you were saying on election night like on the in the outer areas of the county he was he was crushing there too right right yeah. well that that was the thing so like uh, so the outer areas of the county were coming in first right when uh early votes come in and you see what the early votes are and i see the early votes come in and i see that india's leading in early votes and i turned to the seven people i'm with and i said this is good news early votes tend to follow like the actual votes tend to follow early votes like they don't tend to be that far off yes they tend to favor the person who has the most enthusiastic base but they they tend to not be that far off of what's going to actually happen and then we get to kim Beatty and like the early results and she's leading and garcia is absolutely crushing karen healy case right but then the first districts start coming in, and the first districts start coming in, and it's like fucking Sardinia and like Concord and like West Falls are coming in. And on the Democratic side, Re, I mentioned this to you at the time. I was like, this is bad fucking news for Brian Gould. Because like Sardinia, two districts in Sardinia, two of the three districts of Sardinia have come in, and he's up by like 40 votes. If the white guy with a buzz cut can't beat the black woman by more than 40 votes in Sardinia. What are his fucking chances in Maston? Like he is fucking, he is dead as a doornail. Like I was convinced after those first four suburban districts came in that Kim Beatty had won. And on the Republican side, Garcia was winning. And I was like, this is, you know, this is a guy who, who this should be his weak part of the, of the county. This is where Karen Healy case should be cleaning up. Yeah. This is where she got psychos like Carl Paladino and Mike Puto to uh, endorse her for. She didn't get them to endorse her because they might get more liberal Rockefeller Republicans in the city or in Amherst to vote for her. They got it because of the nut jobs that live in Sardinia and in Concord and in Springville. One thing I will say, and this is a word I think that I think Rob Galbraith was using called, he said, anecdata. Like, you know, an, my, the anecdata for when I drive around is this is what I see. I never saw a Karen Healy case launch. They, they were rare. Ever, ever. Yeah. I drove out to Akron. I drove out to Chittawaga. I've, I've, I've been all over the place for the last few months, and I never saw a single karen lawn sign but i saw a lot, a lot of, of garcias, garcias. Yeah. all over the place especially in the city too yeah. it, it, it i don't see 
any sheriff signs. I saw a few Miles Carter around here and there. I didn't see any Brian Gold signs in the city. It was all just John Garcia. Yeah. Yeah. The man had a campaign, and he worked it, and he absolutely demolished. Well, I mean, to, to that credit, like, should give some credit to A.J. Baines, who ran that campaign. Now, Ree's friend, Chris Grant, ran the Karen Healy case campaign. Big dog. Woo-woo. <laughs> Big dog. Boy, you know, tough, tough break. Karen, I will run your campaign on the conservative party line. The big cat consulting firm will do it for half the price. Right. right. We'll and, get you twice the results. And the and, cat. and you'll get a free Andres Galarraga jersey. Yes. <laughs> Throw it in. You got it. It's a, the twice the results is a pretty low bar to clear, though. Uh, hey, it's twice the results, Adam. Whether you think that's good or not, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll give you we'll give you a twice the results. You'll face plant half as much. Yes, but important to note that well, as long as the uh, the check's still clear, you as know, lo- as long as the check's clear, Big Dog Strategies is still doing fine. They're doing a okay, baby, and those checks, all those sweet Karen Healy case bucks, they're clearing. So, on the Republican side, Karen Healy Case, she lost a primary, but she is still on the November ballot. She sure is. And she is saying that she is going to run a race. She sure is. Okay. Love it. Love Lo- it. Love it. I, I, I could not be happier. And as I mentioned earlier, we were, we were eating dinner. Uh, Snake made this incredible brisket. It was outstanding. It was out of this world. Yeah. Snake, yeah. So good. snake brisket. Snake brisket. Yeah, yeah, it was Not made from real snakes. Right. Yeah, yeah it was... It was Made from raccoon. Right. It was a raccoon brisket. It was good. Did you ever see a raccoon that big? I have once on that grill. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. Well, no, you're talking about uh, you're talking about the brisket, of course, but also you're talking about Karen Healy Case, and she just will not give up. Oh no, she yeah. she is she's not going to give up. She's gonna she's gonna run. And as we were talking about earlier, when we were eating brisket, uh, it's easy for her to not give up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's easy for her to not give up is because she raised a bunch of money and none of it is hers. It's house money. And so she's got to spend it on something. Mm-hmm. And she, she doesn't get to keep it, so she's got to spend it on something. If it, was, if it was reversed, now Garcia, as we mentioned when we talked about campaign finance back in January with Jeff, Garcia had more money than Karen Healy Kaysen's campaign account, but like 60 grand of it was money that he had of his own that he put into the campaign account. Had you been the person who was self-financing your campaign and you lost, it would be real easy for you to go, you know what, think I'm going to let things lie and pay myself back as much as possible. And, you know, instead of... Instead of spending sixty thousand dollars on this campaign, maybe I spent forty thousand. Sure, I could have done a lot with that forty thousand dollars, but I'm Republican, so I would have done shitty things with it anyways. <laughs> Karen Healy Case is like, you know, she's like you know, like the Professor Brothers, Fliff Knight, spend it like a sultan, just whatever. And and as you said, she's not an attorney, so she cannot be shuffled off to some right, she, vacant uh, she can't, ballot she, line somewhere. She can't be Beth Parlato running for a judge downstate while living in Rochester. And and that's all thanks, by the way, as I mentioned before, to the Republicans about 15 years ago. Like, the Democrats were trying to get somebody off the ballot on one of the minor party lines, and the Republicans were like, no, no, no. 
And the judge was like, and the judge who wrote the decision was like, hope this never comes back to bite you in the ass. But that's you're a, right. That's a shame. <laughs> I, I know we went pretty long on the election results, but I mean, this is the not news. long enough. This is the, this, this is the news of the week. I could do this all night. This, this is this is what people are talking it's about. It's the episode. This is the episode. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're going to have a couple more things here, but I want to pose the question to the rest of you. I, I have it on our little whiteboard here. What does it all mean? And we have a lot of different elections, a lot of incredible results here. So what, is there is there any kind of overarching takeaway or is it just like all scattered all over the place or somewhere in between, like the anecdata? What, what I would say is Buffalo does have the ability to do good things. I know that's a, that's a very simplistic way to say it, but you, I've been, I don't know about it. I'm, I'm sure the rest of you guys are there with me, but I've been watching other municipalities, other cities, other states have really exciting election outcomes, and we haven't had anything like that here. I, I and, tell you, that was hard to believe before Tuesday. Right, right. It yeah. really was. It was like, okay, uh, Buffalo's just a couple of years behind everybody all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And this is this is our AOC moment. It's almost the exact same thing where everybody's at the watch party and it's all of a sudden real and nobody 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 outside that room was ready for it. And that was that was our like, yeah, we're we're kind of a big deal right now. And this is saying that, hey, Buffalo is ready for something new. We're not mm-hmm. gonna keep doing the same neoliberal nonsense over and over and over again. Let's 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 stake out our own territory in this electoral realm and say, Yeah, we're ready for that. I was like one of the things I like to say, like as far as like what does it all mean, like the two biggest races on primary night were won by black women. This is a a reckoning, I think, for Carl Paladino and his ilk of the strength of the or the groups that will vote for black women that he never thought would happen right and for the strengths of like i mean let's give credit to community organizer like betty jean grant yes yes she's amazing and i i will say she do- she also ran for for mayor four years ago yes. right and yeah. often gets forgotten and overlooked in that you know she was the third candidate and i'll never forget when they had the three-way debate she never got to say anything because mm-hmm. schroeder and brown were just going after each other and she's like uh do i get to say anything right right and and she very nearly won the state senate race against Tim Kennedy nine years ago or whatever it was again seven years ago. I think that's the big takeaway as far as I'm concerned is that you know the realization of power of minority women is is huge. They're a huge section of the voting block. If they can successfully forge partnerships with other sections of the voting block. Watch the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Well said, and and I I agree with uh, with both those sentiments very much so. And I think the only thing that I'd like to add is seeing the India Walton campaign pursue a strategy where they said, "Hey, we're going to garner national attention from large organizations who could come in and bring their firepower and help push us over the edge," and 
you know, organizing under the banner of the Working Farm, uh, Working Families Party, and the DSA, and and know, the Working Farmers Party, and the Working Farmers Party, right? right. Got and their Farmers Only Party, and the Farmers Only Party. Yes, but seriously, like we we've talked about this on the show where we said it remains to be seen how that strategy, what that looks like, if that could be successful here. The answer is a resounding yes. If you have organizations like our revolution coming out and blasting out support for India Walton, that's how you win districts like Delaware. That's how you do it because there is now there's like a national movement. And I think there's some signaling to it as well where it's like, Oh, okay. You know, these groups of people were generally like, Hey, I might be a Bernie Sanders supporter. You know, I'm anti-Trump or whatever. And, and now you're part of their email list and now you follow them on social media. And it's like, Hey, vote India Walton. There's some signaling. There's some major signaling there. And I don't think it can be dismissed that now, like you mentioned earlier, Jim or Adam, either one of you, whoever it was, the Coke money is going to come in the national intentions on us, but they put the attention on us. Like they really, they really bought into this race that it was a race that could be won because India Walton had a campaign that was organized and ready to win. And, and you know, to piggyback on your point is, is that what's correct about it is that like, you know, like Delaware district or Niagara district, like what's next, what does it mean is like, if I'm Joel Ferletto, I'm shitting bricks. If I'm David Rivera, I'm shitting bricks. Hell, if I'm John Rivera, I'm not real comfortable with where things are because like that means that there's a chance that somebody to the left of me a very real chance can coalesce a vote that's going to disrupt what I think I've been doing. And like, yeah, like my God, Joe Golombek. Who's well, come? To- well, I mean, what he can't win every primary with 800 votes. I mean, you say that, but like India still lost North and Joe Golombek. Uh, I know I would, he's a special I, case. He, it, it we don't want to belabor that point too long. Well, I, while I would love to see Joe Golombek no longer be a common council member. Sure. But my point, my point is you're right, Jim, like everybody's fair game. And guess what? They're going to have to make right real fast with mayor Walton. We've got a little bit of a snake take on this one. Snake take baby. I think we've entered and I'm going to use a big word here. A new paradigm. Ooh. Okay. I like, I like that word. I like the buzzword. It's uncharted territory, you know, and I don't know if it's changing politics, changing demographics, you know, the voter the the, the voter base getting younger. But uh, I'm hoping this is a sign of the new normal. <clears throat> I really do. And um, I, I'd also like to add, don't take it for granted, right? It's going to be a slog. It's going to be a fight. It's, it's shown by, you know, Mayor, Mayor Byron Brown, current Mayor Byron Brown, and his refusal to concede the election. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Get get your uh, get your big big adult pants on, and uh, you know start start lifting some weights. And let's get out there and do some work. Yeah, it's um, you're it, it's you you can't take things for granted anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whether that's podcasting, posting. Uh, there's no on. third. There's no third. That's it. No, that's it. <laughs> Those are the things. Boots on the ground or donating money. <laughs> right. Or whatever else. Semper post. Yeah, right. Semper post. Semper one, post. One thing I, I do want to piggyback on that Jim said is this campaign, I was one of two from the start cisgendered heterosexual men on the campaign. 
this is this this group is entirely women driven and most of them are mothers working mothers who made this happen i cannot shout out these people strongly enough it's like they they did so much with the little free time that they had every single day they made this happen and it's it's like just for for instance i was at niagara square earlier for the for the the rally and just walking around people from the media kept coming up to me and saying hey are you in charge what who's in charge like, no i'm yeah. pointing at courtney like no no that's the campaign manager right there and they just don't they don't think that it's, was it ed dranch it was not it was not ed dranch <laughs> ed ranch ed ranch we should talk about that in a little bit. Maybe we should take a break and talk about well, that. Well, well, just shout out to women. God. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 incredible and and uh the the campaign would be like the the yeah. Shout That's out all. to them. Official yeah. official square position. Shout out to women. Shout out to women. Yeah. But like you're right. Like it, not it, in a condescending liberal no, way. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not not in a good job you broad <laughs> wink yeah. type of Jim's thing. Jim's canceled again. Mark it yeah. down. Uh Oof. no. But uh, Oof. It, India built a coalition. They carried her to victory last week. And they have to be terrifying a lot of elected officials right now that they could carry other people to victory. And you know what? Fuck good. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, that's what that was her famous quote. I said what I said about she's putting them all on notice. If you're holding office, you're on notice. If you're not working for the people... Mm-hmm. We're coming for you. Simple as that. Except for Dave DiPietro because that district card. <laughs> and now, you know, I, I know we're all, we're hiding, we're riding on cloud nine. We are just, just feeling, feeling good. But we talked about beefcakes and hunks during the Stefan segment. We did. And you know what? I got to say, Ryan, there are sharks in the water. What? Okay. You know what? You know what? When you are the big dog or the big cat, as it were, in this case, if you if you're the king, all right, heavy is the head that lies the crown. Because, folks, we are kings, okay? We are the kings here. Adam is a king, but somebody is coming in hot in the podcasting game. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, that's right. Mm. Somebody wants to cut in on our block. Somebody wants to try to take over our square. Okay, and it's none other than Nate McMurray of Nate Watts. Yeah. Oh, guys, Nate McMurray has entered the podcasting game. Yeah, Nate. Uh, you know what hasn't entered the podcasting game for Nate? Sleeves. Oh. (laughs) So, in case you're not in the know, listener, about uh, an inferior podcasting product. Former congressional candidate Nate McMurray, three-time loser, uh, decided to put out his own podcast after, you know, sitting there and just hearing us and, and hearing how great we are at it and deciding, oh, I maybe I can do that too, minus, uh, you know, any sleeves, like Jim said. So there's actually like a stream or a video of him just, uh, you know, recording some nonsense. I don't know. By stream, I hope you do mean stream of consciousness. Well, yes. Much like his Twitter feed. It's all just, it just comes out. It flows. I would pay money just to listen to him talk to himself for an hour. Just I bet he would ruminate. Too. Just to he ruminate. Would too. Yeah, right. That's basically what this podcast is. Uh, mm-hmm. 
It's him it's contemplating a, the, it's the frailty it's, of life. It's no. essentially a John Updike novel. Yeah. But you know what? We are we are gregarious, okay? We love Nate. And you know what? He might not be good at podcasting. He might not be good at winning elections. But you know what? He seems like a good enough guy. We don't mean to we don't mean to hate. We're just you know, you're you're biting into our business, pal, okay? You're uh you're really cutting into our, our thing here. So you're gonna get a little pushback from us. But that's that's out of respect. We respect you. So Nate, give up your podcasting game, okay? Put it aside, and we'll give you a shirt. We'll give you yes, yes. You need a shirt. It won't even have sleeves. Yes, yes. So I'll tell you what. If you wanna if you wanna put aside just these childish things, you wanna be a guest on the Square Podcast. Come on, man. We got you. Come on, come hang out. You wanna compete with us? I mean, I'm usually a the tide lifts all ships kind of guy, but, uh, you know, I don't know if Nate McMurray comes on this podcast, you have to put that behind a paywall. That is like super premium content. <laughs> it will be behind a paywall and he will get a cut of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the rabble shouldn't have immediate access to mm-hmm. that. I know. I know Randy Hoke's listening. I definitely know Nate McMurray's listening. Definitely know Nate McMurray's listening. So Nate, you're listening. Come on our show. We might even promote your your podcast. Whatever. There's enough. Maybe there's enough uh, podcasting to be done in, in Western New York here. You should leave it to the pros, but you know, do your right. Thing but too. there might be enough oxygen for you to to grow underfoot like a fern. Yes. Ah, oh, well, that's our Nate watch for this now, week. Now, to be fair, it was a beta. Pro, it was a work in progress. He oh, says, "Well, okay. keep on working, right. buddy." All right. uh, wait a second. That's our Nate watch for the week. Oh, did I miss something? I maybe maybe you what missed a, what about when Nate went off on we're all humans oh can't forget about that Ray come on right for Christ's sake we have sex boys we're pressing we're really pressing the Nate button today this is like an all timer episode for us give us the tweet Ryan oh shit I think I got the wrong tweet I need to pause so Nate tweeted out this on Sunday dear Buffalo that's a good start. We have sex. Wait a second. <laughs> Stop right there. Wait, what? That's the first thing? Is he talking about, you know, the the royal we? Yeah, no, no, he's talking about specifically or his his group of swingers. Him and him in the city of Buffalo getting it on. Okay. Okay. Um at the convention center maybe or? Probably at the convention center, uh potentially at the YMCA. That's fine. We fall in love and we fall definitely need a new convention center. If that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> we fall in love and fall out of love. And yes, it's 2021. We take pictures of our bodies. You know it. You do it too. Or you don't and you're angry. And the most angry and vile of us try to tear other people down for being human. Hashtag Pudo is evil. Now, I will say every year I get my work friends together uh, after the holidays, and I do a little competition called Abs for Easter. And in order to motivate myself, I take a picture of myself shirtless for my eyes only. Is that what Nate is referring to? I don't think so. Okay. My favorite part is the one where he said, you guys all do this unless you don't do this. Right. (laughs) Right. And then you're angry. Because, yeah, right. Either you're like, you take nudes. Yeah, and you're happy. Or you don't, and you're angry. Well, I'm happy. 
I don't share them. Mm-hmm. I have Re- nothing on this. this oh, is, is no, no, no. You're off so, quiet over oh, there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm still just, running through it in my no, brain No, no, no. Right I'm now. just contemplating like how many gigs of data on Nate's phone have been taken, like occupied with selfies of him. Um, shirtless. Well, when he was unemployed, that's how he made money. So right. he's, you're saying he's not angry. He's not angry. No, he's he's it's not a very angry. happy Nate. He's a happy Nate. Right. I mean, his OnlyFans, iHeartNY27, is a very popular stream. The ones that raise enough to send him to, like, uh, a Starbucks? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Starbucks, they raise enough to send him to, like, Costa Rica. Yeah, that was that was a like legit. Grand. That was a legit Bahamas trip. Yeah, I thought it was like a few hundred dollars. Five, no, five no, six was, grand. Yeah, five yeah. not fifty. Five yeah, six yeah. grand. Yeah, no. it was like six grand. Yeah, it was, and they came. They came for us, Adam. They really did. Yeah, we we had some. They're not happy. Like, who are these idiots? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, talking about our beautiful boy Nate. The best thing about that for him is he doesn't have to report that. That's not income. He gets to he gets to laugh all the way to the bank on mm-hmm. that. Good for him. Good for you, Nate. That's his Valentine's Day. Well done, sir. That was his Valentine's Day. And we got a tech that are like, they're just jealous because somebody's not raising money for them. And I was like, yeah, actually. Yeah, Yeah, extremely. That'd be nice. 100% accurate. Yeah, absolutely. As a matter of fact, like, jealous isn't the term I would use, but like upset that you're not raising (laughs) six grand for me. Are we a bunch of haters? Absolutely. Yes. You're not angry. You're just disappointed. A little bit. Yeah. Like I'm disappointed in you, Karen. I would take that six grand and, and hire a photographer for my nudes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Professional ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tasteful. Tasteful tasteful nudes. Yes. Nothing but taste. Right. I would take my $2,000 out of that $6,000 and spend it on a photographer for Ryan's nudes. (laughs) I always thought if I ever do a picture like that, I would do the George Costanza pose where he's on his oh yeah oh yeah on his chest and mm-hmm. yeah with the, with the boxiest of boxers mm-hmm. yes yeah very tasteful again right. yeah. tasteful tasteful well you know where you know where Nate can't show off his hot bod uh, this is this is actually news I guess breaking news while we're recording the episode but I think you guys will will appreciate this or not because it sucks outdoor pools in the city of buffalo to remain closed due to lack of lifeguards so this is from wkbw.com so tapo day club so Uh, that's a joke i'm sorry no my my girlfriend made the same joke actually (laughs) she's she said i'm convinced this is a conspiracy to uh you know, pump up business for Tapo Day Club. So this WKBW article, outdoor pools in the city of Buffalo will not be reopening this year due to the lack of available lifeguards. According to Deputy Commissioner for Parks and Recreation, Andy Rabb, uh, the lack of lifeguards also had an impact on the town of Tonawanda and the YMCA Buffalo Niagara. Splash pads, however, remember Byron Brown splash pads? Remember the splash mm-hmm. pads. Splash pads in the city open on Memorial Day and will remain open daily through Labor Day. So here's this thing. What if you paid them more? Well, there right. might be something. Instead of paying 9,000 people a whole bunch of salaries that they don't actually earn, you could put that money into something that the, the communities can enjoy. How about that? Well, let me ask you this. A lot of times you hire lifeguards from, from high school, right? And did they have a chance to like practice swimming last year? I don't know. Could it be because of that? Oh, yeah, you can't trust high schoolers. Yeah. That's true. Well, I'm just saying, maybe they didn't have a chance <laughs> to swim with the pandemic, right? Or learn the earn that lifeguard license that you need, because you need to have some credentials to do that, right? right? You, you do need some credentials to lifeguard, which is all the more reason why that they should be paying more than minimum uh, no, wage for Not lifeguards. arguing that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I know that, like, uh, I saw in the paper that two out of the three Chitawaga 
pools are going to be closed this summer as well. Again, lifeguard shortage. So it's a, it's a widespread thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's probably some credence to what you're saying, Ryan. We're like, you know, we lost a generation of lifeguards. We were, <laughs> they were the greatest generation. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> They'll never touch chlorinated water. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, if only they had been at Normandy. Oh, no. Oh. I, I, there's something there about, like, missing lifeguards. But then again, like, what pools were going to be open? I drove past Azrezy Matters the other day, and there was not a fucking drop of water in that pool. Yeah, yeah. And I've been living on the Upper West Side for a couple of years now, and even before that, I would drive up Grant pretty often. And there's the one at Grant near the near the post office. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've never seen a drop of water in there. Not never once. Seen, oh, no. And then uh, we recently had that, that Juneteenth March. It was you know not an official thing. They just kind of did it down Jefferson. And we ended over at the Johnny B. Wiley Stadium, the old rock pile. And there's a staircase on the side of the road there. And I said, oh, what's up the staircase? So I just went up it. And there's this beautiful, enormous, empty pool it's like how many public pools do we have in this city that are just sitting unused unfilled because the mayor has different priorities well it's now we're circling back one of the many it's one of the many things he doesn't give a shit about potholes in the roads pup you know public works all that shit what this expected like uh in the early like 20th century public pools were like a a big thing for like cities to like build as far as like uh, just the f- to show that they mattered, right? As as a builder of like esteem, and then in the like fifties and sixties, as they started to be integrated, they're like fuck these pools. <laughs> Great, yeah. Great. So like the decline of public swimming and public pools and public pools as an institution for uh, the greater public good can be tied directly to racism. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, we'll open up a hydrant for you guys. I hope you're all happy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know where where they could have found the money, guys, for lifeguards, but I guess it's not there. They could have used some of the Buffalo Billions. Mm -mm. There's got to be lifeguard money in there, right? Right, Mm -hmm. Rod? Tell me... Tell me, Ryan, there's got to be lifeguard money in the Buffalo Billions. There's got to be some money in the Buffalo Billions. Unfortunately, there was no money for lifeguards. Only jobs that lasted maybe a year or two uh, around, scattered around the city. Well, what but, if what if they build a pool at Solar City for people to, who live there yeah, or work or, there? Or like, you know, maybe for IBM, they can build a pool outside a rotary rink. <laughs> well, rotary rink is its own pool. Oh, right. That's true. And uh, you know what? I think it's too late for IBM. <laughs> I think it is too. Well, the Buffalo Billion, uh, as we probably all know, living in Buffalo, Western New York, anybody who pays attention, the Buffalo Billion was a fucking bust. It was a scam. Total bust. Major scam. When people go to prison for it, usually a bad sign. Not great. So we had some developments here. You, you rig a couple bids, right? You just rig one bid here and there, and all of a sudden they come after you. It's crazy. I can tell you one thing Tesla's stock price is doing pretty well. Mm hmm. So it wasn't for nothing. Right. All right. Uh, rig a couple of bids. Is this, are you talking about that new movie about like the, uh, a youthful Tony Soprano? Oh, what is that? The, the saints of Newark saints of Newark. Yeah, man. I don't know how I feel about that. 
Yeah, you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I know I how am. you. I, I know you're going to watch it. Yeah, R.I.P. IBM. R.I.P. Gandolfini. Yeah, right. Definitely R.I.P. Gandolfini. Well, that's his son. That's his son in the movie. I didn't realize that. The the new Sopranos. They're doing a prequel. Yeah. And I was like, how the hell does that kid look so much like Gandolfini? And it's this friggin' kid. Oh, he's a. It's he's, his friggin' kid. That's why. Jesus. Hey. hey. Um. Yeah. No. Speaking of things that were probably run by the mob and. <laughs> involved a lot of laundered money. Yeah, the Buffalo Billions just uh, it, it didn't quite work out, guys. It whoopsie daisy. It, whoops, big whoopsie doodle. There it goes. Poof off in the air. They would have been done a better job burning it for warmth. And it was now there was a report that came out, right? Is this the context? Didn't well, you say there was about, a about the IBM deal, right? It was, right. It was touted to bring five hundred high tech, high paying jobs to the area. It turned out it was low paying call center jobs, and IBM was like, "Well, I guess we're going to get rid of them. We don't need them anymore." After yeah. some contract ran out, yeah, they even subcontracted. It wasn't even right. IBM, exactly. Yeah, it was a joke show. Something like fifty five million dollars, uh, just yeah, just gone, just pissed away by the state. That's it. And the city as well. You know, it was a, definitely a joint venture, as we already mm-hmm. said. Uh, Brown and Cuomo were definitely really close back then when they were doing that. Pretty low risk for IBM, though. I don't, I, oh, yeah. I'm sure they made out. They wrote it off. It's like, wait a minute. You're going to give me a bunch of money to hire people, and you're not going to check my, my work? That's it. We're just going to trust IBM. Yeah, right. It's like it's like putting a bunch of grade schoolers in a classroom and saying, uh, do this math test. I'm not going to come back and, and make you stop cheating. And I'm not going to actually grade it after you're done. So do it. Yep. Good luck. Please listen to everything I say. Yeah. Cool. Worked out great. Yeah. I mean, look, I I hope we finally put to rest this idea of just throwing a bunch of money at companies and begging and pleading that. Think of what good that could have done. I just think all the good it could have done for the, for the community. What I invested it. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of throwing money at things. Oh, Sure. So, you, so, you, so you're a big. Problems. Well, I know you're a big Elon Musk fan, right? How's your Dogecoin oh doing? God. He's yes. got those diamond hands. Would, By the way, it has you know, cratered. I lost twenty five dollars. Yeah, right, yeah. I would jump across this table, except that brisket was so good. <laughs> Saving grace. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Stupid brisket. Stupid <laughs> brisket. Well, I tell you what, they can pay me a billion dollars to make a brisket if they want. Well, no, it, the, the Buffalo Billion is the perfect poster child for Democrats doing trickle down economics. Yeah. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked since the 70s and 80s when the neoliberals first tried it, and it doesn't work now. So let's stop, people, please. please. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, I'm all for like I was saying earlier. I'm all for throwing million, uh, throwing money at like social problems and and trying to solve them from the bottom up. I'm not for throwing money at for profit ventures, large for profit ventures. What about public private partnerships? Just I know this is your house, but you should leave. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like. If, 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 I'm, if I'm gonna throw money at any for profit ventures, it should be like sub 25 employees and because those businesses are hard to run and hard to get off the ground and hard to make it to year two. And so like it should be like and here's the thing the way like as somebody who works for the government is is like most of those like grant opportunities, you have to be in business for like, three years or five years or seven years to be eligible for those grants. 
when those grants are most useful to businesses who have been in business for four months or six months or eight months. That's who should be receiving the money is like, we're close to making it. We're close to breaking even, but I can't put any more money on my credit cards. Yeah. Well, I think you're right. I mean, the, uh, just, just, uh, the amalgam of small businesses or public, 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 uh, 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 funding, I think, would do go a lot better than trying to revive the old idea that manufacturing jobs will, will bring that back to the economy. I think those are gone. That model is gone, right? Right, and, and that's and that's what the model is. Is right? It, it's mm-hmm. oh well, we're gonna find one business that's gonna that's going to hire ten thousand people. Yeah. Well, that doesn't work anymore. That no. doesn't exist anymore. Well, you got to play small ball. You would, you have to like yeah, I mean, with I, a lot I, of money. Right, yeah, yeah with a lot of money, but you got to split it up correctly. Right, and speaking of which, the first thing I do whenever I hear about the money that's being doled out is I take the population of Buffalo and I divide it out and say, how much money could they have just given to every single resident of Buffalo? It's like, oh, they could have just given everybody three thousand dollars each. Ooh. That would have made a much more important and long-lasting impact than whatever this nonsense is that yeah, they're doing. absolutely. Every time. Instead of jobs that just go away after a year, mm-hmm. like shitty jobs yeah. that go away and like have no relevance to anybody's lives. Right. I mean, even if they didn't want to give you $3,000 at one time, if they're like, every year for the next three years, you're going to get $1,000 on this day. Hey, that sounds great. That does. That's going to be a big party day, by I, the way. I, yeah, yeah. Why aren't we doing that? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Jim for county executive. Well, you heard it here. Uh, I'm announcing I'm running for county executive. And you already got the square podcast bump. <laughs> on the snake line. You got the bump on the snake line. On the snake line. And, yeah. and, and the platform. I, I'm, I'm, I'm running on other lines, but I most importantly, I'm running on the snake line. And you're running on the platform that everyone gets a day off one day a year. They get $1,000 to party. Right. Right. It's it's election day. Yes. And <laughs> you're, you're joking, and I fail to see how this is a problem. No, no, I, no. I, I, this is a winning formula. Right. That's right. I, I'm not joking. Like if if I give everybody a thousand dollars off, and it happens to be election day, and I, so every election day they go, oh, this is the guy who gave me a thousand dollars. You're gonna be mayor for life. I'll be county executive until like the county no longer until I dissolve the yeah. county. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we were going to talk about Stefan again, but I don't care. I don't, uh, I don't, we, I don't, we talked enough about that. I don't fuck care. Asshole. Just fuck him. Fuck yeah. him. I, we, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, it's enough to say that he exists and he sucks. <laughs> yeah. There's other stuff going on. Yeah, he's, he's just dog whistling anyways. There's other stuff going on. The stuff is going to keep happening. We're going to keep talking about it. Okay. We'll be here. We're going to be reporting on the stuff, mostly drinking beers and, you know, giving you our pristine beautiful wonderful opinions crystal clear yes but a little bit of housekeeping before we wrap up um the shirts the shirts they're happening the shirts are happening snake did it everyone he did it they're real give him a round of applause Woo! i'll give you a real life round of applause i I hit my head on the mic to hit that button the snake shirts are coming they look so cool i'm so excited we just got to get some samples in to make sure they're up to snuff and then we're gonna put it out to the public so so you guys know what they look like but i do not so i'm assuming that they just have ryan's face on them oh if only no that would be a great shirt and i'm sure a lot of people wear them no we'll, we'll pull it one of these guys will show you adam they look really fucking cool shout out to uh a friend of the pod corinne who just knocked it out of the park corinne did it with these badass designs 
So you're going to get the Buffalo Rad shirts coming out. We'll get them out, uh, you know, for for your purchase. L- listeners, I have been shown the design. It is incredible. They are good. It's good shit. So you could support us. Give Square Podcast all your money. Give us all your money. Listen, you've given worse people well, more money. Shirts, yeah. Right, right. You, you probably have bought Chick-fil-A. You like- bought Chick-fil-A. You went to Walmart. You know, you've, you've supported bad things. Right, like Byron Brown. You, yeah. Maybe you supported Byron Brown. <laughs> yeah. Good news, you can donate to India Walton and you can clear your conscience. And also you can you, buy a shirt from us you know, to really clear your conscience. Donate to India Monthly. Yeah. Donate right. to India Monthly. Give us money for shirts because you want to look good and, and you want to, you know, And also our soul. Patreon so we can do this full time and bring you more content. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. We could do that too. Give us your money because, you know, we're not as bad as other things you spent it on. Like I said. Or we're gonna we're gonna go to Carl Paladino and get money from him. Okay, it's your right. choice. It's up to you. It, you guys are selling out one way or the other. Right. Yes. You'd rather sell out to the people, right? Yes. I would rather sell out to the average person, but if I have to sell out to like a casino owner, we'll do it. We'll sell right. out to Doug Jamal. You better you better support us now, or this right. is going to turn into the Doug Jamal podcast real right. quick. Right. Uh, we'll we'll be doing all of our podcasts li- from li- live uh, at Seneca One Statler Statler. That's Sun- it. Seneca One, Statler, Richardson Complex. So cough sure. it up. Let's go. We do it all for you people. Time to give back. Pony up. But also the shirts are cool. So you're going to feel good about it. You're going to be like, oh, I, I love the Square Podcast. Mm-hmm. Those guys are great. I love listening to them get real drunk and like talking about politics because, you know, Moder- we're the only ones doing it. Moderately drunk. We're, we're the only, first off, we're the only ones doing it. Uh, except the Nate McMurray's of the world, Adam. I know you had a podcast at one point, so I oh no shade, God. no shade on you. But I'm saying, like we we've been doing it, baby. That's why we have you on. You I didn't know you knew about that. We're standing on the shoulders of giants, Adam. You know, oh, see, th- th- okay. So my buddy and I started that, and then we looked up our name that we came up with, and we found another podcast that had done the basically the exact same thing before us. So we stood on the shoulders of somebody else, and and you guys are our progeny i would would, and i am so happy to pass that torch we're your beautiful sons where we're your olympic gods wow whereas and you're the titan you're the titans yes the titans i I like you you are my sons and don't you dare out there don't you ever talk to my sons without asking me first that's right right well you're you're always welcome on your skull yeah right thank you again to adam bojack for being on the show Adam, as always, do we have anything to promote? Anything to get out there for the people? Oh, do we ever. So November, general election, that is a thing that is happening. So if you've been on the fence about getting involved, now is the time to do it. Go to www.indiawalton.com. Sign up to volunteer. Donate. Give your monies because you know what? It's a a brand new election. If you uh, gave money before... We need more because mm-hmm. it's a new election and uh, it's going to be even more difficult. And we need every every person on board, all the help we can get. So uh, you can't afford to be neutral on a moving train. Sign up. Yeah, uh, the the Jeremy Jacobses of the world are going to give plenty of money. Yes, yes. The Jacobs family, five different, no, I'm sorry, six different members gave $5,000 each to Brown in the last week before the campaign. So... If you want the rich people to buy the election, yeah, stay home. Do whatever you got to do. But uh, if you don't want rich people to run the world, come out for India Walton. Awesome. And Adam, where can we follow you specifically on social media? Uh, I, out there? I am on the Twitters at 
Adam Bojack, A-D-A-M-B-O-J-A-K. Um, the the campaign win has gotten me a nice little bump in follower right. count. So nice, if anybody else nice. out there, yeah, nice. follow me around. Also, Adam, now that we have you on the show, I think we talked about it, but actually you were on the news not too long ago um, for helping out some folks uh, with a big tenants' rights issue. Well, your nine-to-five job is actually helping real-life people, too. You know, it, it's uh, I, I've consulted you on some personal things with regards to that matter. Um, so you're a real one. You are, you are a real mm-hmm. dude, and happy we get you here mm-hmm. live in the snake pit hanging out with us so it's been amazing to, to finally be in the pit with with yes. you gentlemen and yes if you are out there and you have any questions about landlord tenant stuff as i said i'm a tenants rights attorney so my direct number you can text 716-253-1823 anytime you have a question about anything let me know all right boys that's a wrap thanks for listening thanks thanks <laughs>